Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to The Wind Down. I'm Nick. I'm here with... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Nick. Well, there's a repetitive introduction if I've ever heard one. <laughs> 59 times now I've you, done that same introduction. You we would have worked out who we are by now. Okay. <laughs> Not the five people who watch us. No, I don't think so. But anyway, um, welcome back to the wine dab. Um, Scott, where are we? What are we drinking? Hey, we're, we're in the greens today. So this is just at the, um, at the side of North Sydney. And uh, look, um, We've got a bottle of uh, GSM, so a Grenache Shiraz Mataro uh, from Cinnabar. It's a little place on McLaren Flat and in the in the um, Barossa. Now, what's interesting about this? It's a 2020. It's fairly fresh, but certified organic. Okay. Low preservative. Okay. Vegan friendly. Vegan friendly. My goodness. And biodynamic. What does that mean? I don't know, but if you put more words on this, I think it's going to just sort of blow out from what it actually describes the wine as, but it's actually quite nice. It, it, it didn't start off so good. I think one of our party said today that it was it was adequate when he started, but I think a bit of air in the wine, it's got a bit better. Perhaps a bit of maturity of palate too comes a long way. Yeah, and I think if you anyway. show the bottle, like, people can see how much we've consumed of it and say, well, yes, there's not a lot left really, is there? Anyway. But there were three of us, so it's, so it's all fun. good. So today's topic. Oh, so look. I'll tell you what, I, I got a new iPhone uh, 13 Pro Max. A what? Uh, this, oh. this is a real phone for those that, uh, yes, <laughs> there we go. Those that don't use Android. Um, so anyway, and I thought, okay, look, I've, I've got this great new phone. Yep. Um, it supports the latest in 5G. Yep. I'm going to go and turn the 5G You've plane on. You've been vaccinated, on. right? That, that's right. So you're set up for 5G. I'm set up for 5G, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So I've got the latest 5G plans on, yep. and I thought, I'm going to try this out and see what it's like. So I thought we'd talk about initial experiences with 5G today. I think that's a really good idea. Now, I did read, and I could be wrong, but I know Telstra 4G wasn't proper 4G, and I believe Telstra 5G isn't proper 5G either. But, you know, it's not, that's not just Telstra. The, the, I think the, the issue is, what is proper 5G? Yes, uh, every carrier has their variants uh, on 4G as well. And so look, when we talk when we talk about Wi-Fi, and we, we did our Wi-Fi episodes, and there's a we did. there's a thing above Scott's head telling you where to click on that to see that episode, as if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but when we did it, when we did our um, episode on Wi-Fi, we had 802.11 and and all those standards. There's no standards around 3G, 4G, 5G. Well, yep. there are standards, but uh, there, there are. But you know what? This, yep. is, this is the whole thing. Um, 5G is just 5G. Yep. You, you don't want to know it about the all the little uh, letters or other options that can appear after the names. It's not well used. It's not well known, and it doesn't help anybody. Okay. They've actually done a good job of marketing the whole concept of five is in theory better than four. Therefore, everybody should go and buy five. Now, now I did hear that 3G, and this is when I was in South Africa, so it probably yeah. wasn't politically correct. But 3G stood for girls gambling and games. What does 4G and 5G stand for? Uh, look, I don't, I don't know. You know, the, the success I've had with 4G and 5G when I've really wanted to use them usually means four goes and five goes getting a connection. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's let's talk about 5G. What's what makes 5G special? Okay, so look, there, there's some there's some things from the telco side yep. that are going to help 
with a lot of things, and there's some things from the consumer side. Mm -hmm. uh, but the best thing I've found out so far about 5G is the marketing. I thought you were going to talk about things that help people here. Well, it depends. There's some good marketing. They've got some really cool ads going out there telling yep. about 5G. Look, the, the reality is 5G is an advancement on 4G. Yep. Yes, agree. Um, it uses, uh, it has access to more spectrum, so you can get faster connections. Yep. It also has the ability to have what we say are low latency connections, and latency measures the speed between you and the object you're trying to communicate to. And we talked about that when we were talking about Starlink. Yes, and that's then right. we talked about how latency when you have a geostationary satellite, yes. it's so hundred milliseconds, and when it's Starlink, it's a lot less. And Starlink's in Starlink's case, because their um, their satellites are fairly are not very high up in orbit. Yep. They are in orbit, but they're not very high up. The the amount of time it takes to get a signal from the ground up and back again is actually quite low compared to where the main geostationary satellites are. That could be anywhere up to about six hundred milliseconds. Right. But and, and you really want this thing to be like 10 milliseconds. But with 5G, it's just me to the tower on the right. fiber, probably onto yeah. some network. But there's still some you're, translation that happens there. You're right? usually talking about the response time between you and the tower. Right. Now, in some cases, the towers haven't got fiber into them, yep. in which case they've got microwave and other things going out to feed them. But um, it, that is the sort of latency you're dealing with. Uh, and look, 5G has a much improved latency so the latency is a lot less look generally around 10 milliseconds now that can go up a little bit it can decrease a dash probably mm -hmm. down to eight but it's going to go up to maybe 20 or 25 depending on what you're talking to in the network right and, and i would say if you're, you're watching this you're going i don't know what latency is if you've got kids who play xbox or playstation or games they'll tell you exactly what latency is because they all know yeah, latency is how quickly can I get a response? Yep. And it's measured in milliseconds now. And in an online game, it's how quickly can I get killed by someone else? That's right, because if you think that you perform an action and your competitor gets a response in, say, 10 milliseconds and can then take action on that response, but it takes you 100 milliseconds, they may have already responded before yep. you've even got the feedback of what you've just done. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Latency, we've covered La latency, but look, that's not all the picture, no. is it? Look, la latency is a lot less, and that, that is helpful. Uh, speeds are higher. You can get, look, realistically up to about a gig in a bit. Okay. Uh, technically up to four gig if you really want to perform some masterful magic close to a base station with multiple nodes and things. But look, don't. that's not realistic. You can get up to a gig. I, I think the issue is this is being promoted as the, yeah, it's faster. Look, it's quicker in the latency. It's going to solve a lot of problems. But like what problems? What is the problem? Yeah. What exactly is it we're trying to solve? Yep. Um, for the majority of people, look, just getting access to your email on the phone, be able to make a, make a call, do a bit of video conferencing, that actually works pretty well on 4G. Yes. So why do and, I need... And I don't care about 4K video on my phone because the screen's too small and I'm too old to see the difference. That, that's right. And your, your phone can go and create those really high-resolution pictures, but at some point, you actually start to lose the ability to tell the difference. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, look, uh, you can get better responses. And for things like big iPads uh, that are out there, yeah, that, that's actually quite an does, interesting concept. Does it concept. handle more users? It, it does. You can actually get more users, uh, about 10 times more, really, per wow. the same area as you would have with 4G. So that, that helps. That multiplies the same for the bandwidth, right? You get about 10 times the bandwidth, too. You, you can. Right. Um, but as per all bandwidth discussions we've had, we had this with Wi-Fi as well. 
you need to be close to your base station to get higher speeds. Okay. And, yep. and reality is, unless you're a few hundred metres from the base station at most, yep. probably a couple of hundred metres at most, you're not really going to see a lot of difference compared to what you did before. Right. Now, if I knew properly, if, if, and I read your notes, so I probably know some stuff now, 5G uses a higher frequency than yeah. 4G, yeah. So which means, if I remember you know, learning about this stuff, it struggles in penetrating walls. That's it's right. It's way more line of sight. You yes. get more bandwidth down it, but it's harder to propagate inside buildings, inside lifts, inside you, blah, blah, blah. You can stick a lot more on it, but think of it like a, 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 a big boat that's really quick. It doesn't turn very well. If you put obstacles in the way, yep. it just runs into them. Um, so, so does that mean we're always going to see a world where we have this mixture of and you know, 4G, 5G, 6G, but there'll always be some 3G and 4G mixed in just to make it all work. I, I think you'll find the, the lower networks will start to get turned off at some point. Not, not anytime soon, but we've already seen where the older 2G slash CDMA yep. style networks, the analog networks are being turned off. Um, and that's actually more from a matter of ease of management from the carrier side, not having to manage other networks, but also they can free up the spectrum used by those networks to make it available for more 4G capacity. Now, now we talked about 5G as if it's available everywhere. Talk about coverage, ah, Scott. Oh, gee, I tell you what. Look, <laughs> mi middle of the year, Telstra said, hey, we cover 5G across 75% of the population. I thought, that's great. I'm, but you know what? I'm, I'm actually thinking now it's more like, which 75% of me are you covering? Because whenever I try <laughs> to go and use it, I either find that the signal's very weak. Yep. Or it's actually causing me a problem that it's trying the phone's trying to maintain a 5G signal on one bar where it really I'll get better results out of 4G on. Oh, now four or five I've bars. got to talk about bars. So, so everyone will see this little you know, indicator of your signal strength on your phone with yes. a, a number of bars. And you talk about five bars or four bars. Is there any standard for that? No, 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 no there in, isn't, in, is there? In fact, there's a nice bitmap you can stick on your phone, <laughs> and it would mean just the same thing. We, we want, years ago, we wanted to publish an app called Five Bars, which was just a little bitmap that went over that indicator, and you always had five bars wherever you were. And it would be just as accurate as some of these. Exactly. It, it has gotten better. Um, in the US, I know some of the telcos have gotten in trouble in court for their version of what that looks like. Yep. Because if you always show five bars, people think, oh, I've always got great coverage here, and you tell all your friends about it, and therefore they go and buy the ABC plan yep. off that carrier. It's no better than anybody else, and it really depends on how close you are to your base station, Yes. what's in the way. Um, but if I go and say, look, and I measured this near a base station, I got about 700 and something megabits per second. Yep. Down. Yeah. You didn't get that up. It's no, very no. asynchronous, look, isn't it? At the same point, I don't know what I'm going to do with 700 megabits per second on a phone. I'm not. Oh, using I can think a phone of some for that. Uh, but you tether it to your PC and you, you'll, you'll work and you'll do things, right? I, I, I will. Yeah. But the reality is that's not really the prime use case. The mobility improved mobility, yes. Mm -hmm. But if you need 700 megabits per second on your PC to be able to effectively do your job. You're not going to be relying upon distance to a tower and all these other. You're going to be putting fibre into your house and staying there. Well, no, no, I go. I, I must say, I've, it's quite often I download a five or seven gig DVD, you know, of an operating system or something while I'm out watching the kids do something on a Sunday because I'm I am that sad. But but if I that, if that download like. took ten more minutes, would it really matter? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because you're a DVD player, I'm the trying, analog I'm trying, device you're no, in. No, 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 I'm trying to do stuff. Right? It's an operating system. I'm trying to install a VM. I want to test okay. something. It's productivity, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And I'm, I'm just not convinced that a lot of the real use is there. Most people should be able to work fine off one or two meg on a phone yep. and get the data they need. And I, I really think that's covering like 80% plus of most people's use cases out there. It just has to work. You're funny. You're, you're almost like the Liberal government here. You know, you're going, we don't need Ooh. the MBN because <laughs> who needs all that bandwidth to do stuff? But when you think about the scenarios where this starts being really useful in telehealth, in, yes. um, you know, getting access to people who are, you know, might be injured, you might be on site, you might be on a, you know, away okay, from, from your normal yeah. infrastructure and having to access... Yeah, high fidelity video conferencing or move around large amounts of data. People do move around large amounts of data. Okay, well, let, let's say that there was a person who was injured. Yeah. Need to be serviced by telehealth. Let's hope they get injured within a couple of hundred meters of a 5G base station. Oh, uh, yeah, now that's the other point, isn't it? You is, can't this... go very far from the base no, station. this is it. And the further out you get, you're going to start getting down to the one to two meg sort of. Now, does, does a COVID vaccine help with that? No, it doesn't, does it? I thought, hey, wasn't 5G the cause of COVID? <laughs> Could have been. Was it the other way around? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. I, I don't forget. know. I, 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 I don't keep up with all the Interesting topic to look up. Um, I, I tell you, though, there, but from the telco side of the industry, and this is probably things that are not as well known, um, there is a preference to moving to 5G, mm-hmm. just that a lot of the 5G infrastructure offered by the... Um, the manufacturers, you've got like Nokia, Ericsson, uh, companies are actually making a lot of these cell tower uh, 5G um, bits of equipment. Uh, a lot of their infrastructure now is running virtualized systems. Right. So at the, at the bottom of every base station, you may actually find a little server running a number of VMs, providing all these different functions. Mm. That's better because you can upgrade them remotely. It's all software controlled. Yep. You don't have to send people on site. Versus a lot of the 3G and especially uh, in quite a bit of the 4G gear, that was physical boxes. That's physical hardware out there that people had to go to, do site visits, plug cables in, upgrade new firmware, have outage plans. and yeah. So it's it's the next generation in rollout of... So being able to manage yeah. those things remotely is, is really cool. Yeah, right? that's what it, you want to be able to do. It generates operational efficiencies. It generates speed to market for new products. There's yeah. a whole lot of efficiencies behind the scenes here. And that's that also allows retirement of a whole bunch of physical gear at the pops that it just isn't necessary anymore. Yep. Now, even though you might have bought a, bought a 5G device, it won't necessarily automatically work on 5G, will it? Well, well, no, you've got to, a couple of things. One, you've got to have 5G coverage at the base station. And if your base station yep. hasn't been upgraded yet, then clearly you're not going to get that. So you'll drop back to 4G or 3G. Yep. Uh, I was at a site yesterday that um, had bad uh, cell coverage and uh, I was getting 3G. I was very depressed. I holding the phone up in the air and everything, and no, I didn't. Putting really your finger help. in your ear, waving yeah. tinfoil hats. Yeah, so it, was, it, was, it was quite bad. I will actually say that's an area when you look at the coverage maps, it says, yes, 5G is here. I can tell you, it's it's not there. It's not, it's not there. It's the, not. the map looks wonderful. but And this is the issue that um, if, you're, if you are near a base station and you've got some fairly good you know, uh, accessibility and coverage, yep. yeah, you'll get a good result. You may find it's a bit faster to download that email. You've also got to contact your provider in some cases so, and get your plan upgraded. So in, in my case, I was on a Telstra plan, and my old plan actually didn't support 5G. I thought, oh, so, so I actually had to pay it was about $10 more to upgrade to a 5G plan. 
to know that I can get 5G, but it was worse than what the plane I was on because yep. I was getting one bar in 5G versus what I was getting before. So I thought, oh, well, okay, that's, that's not great. So cool. So 5G's here, though. Yeah, look, it's here, and I think it's going to be very good. It's, it's like when 3 came out. You know, coverage was so spotty, but quite quickly, you just found it to be ubiquitous. Yeah, but I, I, I do look at some respects as 5G being... Here is the new model of car, of whatever yep. you're used to, but this model now does 500 kilometres an hour. Yep. I get it. You can only drive it at 60 on, in the, on the roads, but hey, it does 500. What, what are you going to use this for? Uh, you, you, you technology Luddite you, Scott. Yes, I, I know. I, I'm a bandwidth hog. I, I know we, you know, even at home, we can a terabyte of data download every month without fail. Um, yeah. On my phone, I probably use up all of the corporate data plan, but... You do. <laughs> you found out. Um, <laughs> but but certainly, and, you know, when you're in something like software development, you use a lot of bandwidth. Yeah, if, if you've got the right use cases, it'll be very good. And look, in reality, this is where everything's heading. It is the next generation. But I do think we're coming to the point of we're going to have to see the next generation of apps that are going to really show you what can be made of this. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's funny. It's like when you build railway out to the, yeah, out into the, Fields, yes. And a town pops up around a railway. When you actually deploy this infrastructure, the use cases appear. They will. We, we oh, know they there'll will. always be use cases that use more bandwidth. Just like there'll always be a demand for quicker, faster, and better computers and more memory and, and bigger storage, right? That's what, that's always going to happen. What I, what I will say, though, is that in 4G, because you had uh, a lot longer coverage areas, you could put a base station somewhere and know that, okay, for the next few kilometers outside around that, that's where the coverage is. Yes. 5G, because it doesn't really extend that far to get the benefit, means you're actually putting up a lot more, not um, an increased number of cells, we have what we call a pico cell or a micro cell, yep. all around the place to fill in all those gaps. But you have the opportunity to build smaller cells, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. But we're going to see a lot more of them. That's cool. Which also means you've got a smaller number of users per cell, but more cells, so you've got supporting ultimately a greater number of users overall. So, if somebody's thinking, you know, your phone's come to the end of your plan, it's time to get the new U-Butte greatest, oh, yeah. get something with 5G? Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no point not doing it, because you'll, you'll have that next device for a couple of years at least, whatever. Yep. Um, and if you can make, you know, when, when you can make use of it, it'll go well. Cool. But I'm yet to see the real apps that are going to drive this. Okay. So, 5G is a good thing. It's still early. There's more yeah. coming. It's, it's watch this space. Yeah. Watch this space. Have you upgraded to Pentium yet, or are you...? No, is that, is that the one that you don't turn on the, the handle on the that, side of the that, computer? That'll be the you? one. We've gone past Babbage's computing engine. Yes. I, I just like this to be to work in more places, that's all. It's an Apple. We'd just like it to work, really, wouldn't you? Ah, I've found a very good result out of the Apples. <laughs> At least they're secure. Anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Brilliant. That's been lots of fun today, Scott. It has been. Um, it gets more fun probably after we drank a bottle of wine. But um, thank you so much for listening or, or watching. If you do like what you see, make sure you subscribe. Give us a like. You can find us on Amazon, Audible.com, YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Scott, thank you for coming today. Nick, thank you very much. And thank you. Have a thank great you. day. Bye.